Hello and welcome all you ghouls back to the Midnight Mass Creature Cast. I'm Cribkeeper James. I'm joined by the awesome Bobby Blades. Mr. Blades, how are you this evening? Ah, uh, pretty good. And uh, I couldn't help but notice, like, uh, I don't know, when you sent me the picture, and I, I made that comment, I was like, it's not a horror cast. And then you were like, Midnight Mass Creature Cast. I was totally expecting you to say Midnight Mass Horror Cast. So. Oh, this is, yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Look, and that's how I even put it. I, I felt so ashamed. I felt shamed. <laughs> so I'm not used to, you know, the long, you always got a... Like the long names for the show. So I'm like, you know, I have to remember all four things. And I'm like, uh, I, my mind, my poor mind, because I'm old. Uh, that's <laughs> I mean, so, like uh, we had with the old guy metal cast, people were getting it wrong. Ooh, ooh. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is that on your side? I don't know. I've never heard anything. What the hell was that? That's a warning. Yeah, but I'm not seeing anything. Nothing's. Does the um do emergency have... services take over Zoom and and do that weird shit? That was crazy. I guess it does. <laughs> wow. Man, I'm glad I didn't have the volume up any louder because that was awful. That was really loud. Yeah. So, do we leave that in, or do we ever start recording brand new? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, wow, that's wild. Yeah, that is it. But usually, when when that comes, there's like some text saying, you know, uh, flood warning or tornado warning or something. Right. Nope. No, that was just like all of a sudden, just meh, meh. hey, bad news. All right. Our signal got hijacked. The creature cast has been uh, shut down. Uh, already? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight, um, which is kind of, you know, however you want to say it, we're going to do our Halloween special. Yeah. Um, a little uh, late Halloween special, but better late than never. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be discussing the 1988 cult favorite Night of the Demons. A funeral parlor? Way out here? I can't believe we're going to party here. It's time for party games. Yeah. How about a past life seance? A seance? What the hell was that? The pure evil. The demons. I'm not so, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, when you told me about it, about the action not starting until like a certain point, I was like, that's not how I remember it. Mm -hmm. That's nothing like how I remember it. And then, of course, I started watching it and watching it. And I was like, wow, this is pretty boring right now. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, it, it took a little while to get into the meat of the story. Yeah, I mean, like, right off the jump, I have to say, it, I mean, it's a lot scarier when I was a kid 
than than now, which I guess, of course, you know, right. That's what you're going to say. Everything's supposed to be scary when you're a kid. Um, But sometimes, you know, movies will have like where you you look at it from a different angle when you're older or are you actually get more of the, the stuff and you're like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty freaky. It just didn't. <laughs> it just did oh. not. Um, <clears throat> that was very surprising because I remember as a kid, it was kind of all about the like from what I remember the first time I had seen it it scared the hell out of me. Me too. And I'm just thinking like, oh, the demons, you know, from the very beginning, there were demons and like all the way through the movie, there were, you know, people were being attacked by demons. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, uh, uh so when do the demons come in? Right. <laughs> it was so weird. Yep. And then on top of that, it was also like, they spent all that time basically doing nothing where it was supposed to be a setup for a story and they were telling no story whatsoever. It was just teenagers doing stupid shit. Right. And flashing. It was kind of like a bad trip, you know? I mean, 55 minutes, nothing going on. Stuff actually starts happening. Um, so there is a creepy feel to it, but it just seemed a bit draggy overall. Mm-hmm. So, but once that 55 minutes did hit, madness starts. Yes. <laughs> so, complete with people drawing on themselves with lipsticks and then pushing it into their nipple. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? You know, when I was watching again. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember. Oh, why don't I remember yeah. that? I don't Do you think she was wearing a, a, a like boob bodysuit for that when she pushed it in? That's, I mean, I would hope so. Otherwise, where'd it go? <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I was like, were those real boobs? Yeah. Or were, were they like, you know, prosthetic boobs? Must have been. Like throughout the whole movie, because I was like, oh, titties. But right. She pushed some lipstick in there. And I was like, oh, th- those can't be real. Right. Right. And that's what I thought. Dude, there must have been fake. And then I was like, that, that kind of takes away from it. Yeah. You know, because as a kid, you're kind of like, I mean, you, you, 80s movies, horror movies, gratuitous nudity. It's going to oh. happen. That's just part of it. Like, if you've ever watched um, Friday the 13th on sci-fi, when they cut out all the nude and kills, it's a That's really, funny. really boring movie. <laughs> so, I'm like... You know, I, I, I much appreciate the gratuitous nudity shots that took place. Classic 80s, you know, way to keep you watching. But then when I saw that, I was like, is it even? Is I don't even think that's real. Right, um, but, but at 56 minutes and 45 seconds, I'm going to channel Booger from Revenge of the Nerds because we've got Bush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, but is it? There's no way that could be fake. I don't think so. I do know that, like in Fifty Shades of Grey, not to put myself out there with that, but I do know that they had fake prosthetic for that too. I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. Yeah, because it was talked about because they like my my wife is looking it up or something like that, and they they had a picture of the you know the fake um, hair and all that. I was like, wait a minute, what? So. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I think I know too much now to be to be thankful for all the nudity shots in this movie. I, I, it's it's upsetting. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't think they did all that shit in the '80s, though, man. I think like what you saw was what you saw. Well, let's hope so. I mean, because that's maybe what I for wanted. that lipstick shot. Yeah, maybe for that lipstick shot. You know, she there were like prosthetic or some kind of paper mache something or other. Um, <laughs> But, like, I, I don't know how the hell you're going to fake Bush, man. Like, but, hey, they could do it. But I, I'm just going to go with it was real. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, which was actually, a, you know, a nice little, you know, lead in. The, the guy and, and that's happened. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, this is going. And yeah. then her face turned whack. And you're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and, the, and then the Cookie Monster voice came. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the kills and possessions do pick up 
quickly in the second act. Um, with some pretty good 80s graphic deaths. Um, I do appreciate the pyrotechnics and the burnt up bodies. That's always yeah. good. Uh, you know, putting the hands in the fire and the hand being all creepy and burnt up. Um, the taboo kisses, you know, two girls kiss. Oh my God. You know, that's, whoa, that's, that's crazy. We don't, we can't have that. Um, (laughs) you know, in the eighties, that was like, you know, now if you watch anything on CW, it's gotta be three scenes of it. So, well, yeah, not only that, but it's like, um, in the eighties, any of the same sex kissing, it was like you said, taboo. But now you turn on the CW, you see like two guys or two guys and one girl or two girls and one guy. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. It, it's kind of the, the normal. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, apparently, uh, when I was looking, I don't want to ruin any trivia, but apparently that was going to be an initial thing in this. There was going to be an interracial couple um, and there was going to be a, a, a gay guy couple. And they thought, no, that's just too much. The, the the producers wouldn't go for it. They said, that's you're pushing the limit too much. Like, okay. Hmm. Yeah, for this time. So I'm like, oh, okay. Might have helped the story. So. <laughs> so It would have helped if they'd actually focused more on creating a backstory for all the characters instead of just kind of having the characters just to kind of be there. Like they were chewing scenery for basically 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're introduced to uh, the, the girl's brother. We're introduced to that guy who sounds like he's from New York or what he's, I, I guess I'm thinking like Andrew, young Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Yeah. The way he talked. Um, but other than that, it's like, we don't have, there's no character development throughout the whole thing. And so it's just like, that's what made it so boring for like 45 minutes because I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, I thought, I thought it was a lot better than this. Right. And it was all about what's going on with the one girl in the room Mm -hmm. with the fireplace. What's going on with her, you know? And it's not like, Ooh, she's different. Whatever. It's like, she's normal, but she's also kind of weird. And then she does this freaky dance. And and everybody is like the guys have no substance. It's like they're literally just who can I have sex with? Who's yeah. who's who's oh oh they look good together. Okay, I'm gonna go with them then. You know, it's not who I came with. We have no relationship, we have no, you know, whatever, but they look like they might be good. So I'm gonna go with that. So which I guess was kind of 80s, but usually they always had they were coupled up. You know, you always had like couple, 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 and then like Virgin guy, virgin girl, kind of nerdy, and they're supposed to be the ones that hook up, and they're going to be the ones that usually survive. Didn't necessarily get that with their, these characters. So that was kind of weird. But like uh, what we were talking about before, like in, with a popular trope of the '80s films was uh, you have sex, you're dead, right? Uh, and so the final girl and the final guy who actually made it out of the film were the only two who were not getting busy with anyone. Right. Which played into it. Um, definitely. Uh, I did like that they survived, but it was, I mean, the majority of the film, the one guy's just running around outside, locking himself in a car. Yeah. Doing other stuff, hearing creepy noises, but there's literally nothing going on outside. Everything is going on inside that is going on is I'm like, what's going on here? (laughs) All the demon attacks are happening indoors there. It's not like outside where he's searching the wall for the gate and, you know, everything is walled up. Right. And so it's just like he was kind of. It was kind of hiding out for the majority of that. Yeah. Which I appreciate that aspect of it because I would like to think that if I was in that situation, I'm going to try and get out as well. And I appreciate that. That's what his focus for the most part was. He wanted to leave. He did not want to be in there. He didn't want to see anybody. He didn't care. He was ready to go. So, you know, give him, give him that. So, but, mm, um, the uh, the sex in the coffin was appreciated for effect. 
But the kill in the coffin was lackluster, to say the least. He just kind of, like, slams the the thing on the guy. I was thinking an arm was going to come off, or he'd be all creepy. He's just kind of screaming at this guy, just sitting there slamming the thing down on him. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I was wondering about that kill because it's uh, it was coming down on the arm only. It's not like he had his head in between the coffin lid and you know the other part. And it, you know, when you see Jason doing something, it's like he's smashing somebody's head in a car door, and then you see the the head get smooshed and like brain and eyes pop out. But there there was nothing like that. No, no, just his arm, which did not come off if I remember correctly, and somehow he was dead. Nice. Okay. So maybe he passed out from the shock of having his arm <laughs> smashed in the coffin. It was so traumatic. He just died. He yeah. had a heart attack because. Don't look at me. <laughs> she was, oh, oh, that uh, that that whole thing, and, and and the whole time I'm watching this, all I'm trying to do is place where that guy is from, and I was like, oh, I think he was in Heather's. I think he was Ren in Heather's, the guy that got shot. That was one of the football players. I'm almost positive that's who that was. So, like, that's all I could think of the whole time I'm watching this. I'm just like, uh, this is what's going on here. So, yeah, definitely not how I remember it. Mm-mm. Now, this part, the having to climb the barbed wire to escape and people having to pull you down by the ankles, that's pretty bad. I did when I think of this movie, that's the part that I think of the most. Um when I, from you know when I was remembering it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah. So I did have some nightmares about that because could if you would could trying to crawl, climb razor wire and their hands are getting all cut up and I mean, people pulling you and stuff. That's pretty bad. But it took an hour and a half to get there. So Yeah, and not only that, but I, I did have a problem with that part. Uh, first of all, where did the barbed wire come from? And second <laughs> of all, that scene just went on for way too long. And you would think, like, if you were being attacked by demons, they'd be more than just, like, reaching for you. They'd be grabbing your ankles and trying to pull you down, where it seemed like all... All I saw was hands like continuously reaching. Right. And I'm like, just just grab the leg. Just grab the leg and pull. Yeah. Just I'm, do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one point, wasn't she flying in the house? Or is that the remake? Uh, I can't remember. I thought there was a part where she was kind of like coming at her with her arms reached, reached out. And I was like, mm, maybe not. Hmm. No. I don't know. I, I don't I'm getting them confused up with the, because I, I think that's not a demons too, but um she, uh, but either way, you would think they would have some kind of demony power to be able to be stronger or jump. <laughs> oh, most definitely, it, it's like um, Night of the Living Dead or Land of the Dead, where they're kind of just weakly reaching for you and you know, like petting you gently. <laughs> So, yeah, I really don't know about that. I yeah. guess the scene that I had the most problems with. Um, and another one was when uh, the girl lit the gas line. Yes. I'm like, how do you not blow yourself up and kill everybody along with the demons when you're, like, when you're setting fire to a gas line? Because right. that is dangerous. That was the scene that I was thinking about. I don't know why I was thinking she was flying in that. But, yeah, that's what – yeah. She – uh yeah, when usually when you when you light gas lines, main gas lines on, it, you're you're pretty much destroying the entire structure. It's not just a convenient her. So, <laughs> so um, it's like, oh, we've got a flamethrower here. It's uh, yeah, turn on the gas and then turn it off, and we'll make the flame go out. So <laughs> that happens. Perhaps I was just kind of suspending. Not suspending my disbelief, actually, because I was like, eh, that wouldn't happen in real life. No. <laughs> you just, um, no. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, you talking about the, uh, the escape scene and them petting at her feet, basically, yeah. <laughs> always makes me, it was one of the things, like, I really dug, we'll talk about another movie here for a second, like, Dusk Till Dawn. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Saw it in the theater the first time and everything like that. But here's what gets me. The end scene, and they're all fighting, 
And conveniently and nicely enough, all of the demon things wait for you to fight the one you're fighting before they fight you as well. Ah, and I see that a lot in like fight scenes and movies and you know you've got one guy and there's a whole bunch of people there to attack you if you got 10 people around 10 people attack you they usually don't wait their turn yeah they're gonna dogpile you right so you know that's the thing with with this kind of stuff where it kind of always loses me I, I six people or four people pulling at your feet they're gonna get you yeah, somebody is going to grab a hold of your pants yeah. and like just kind of drag you down, or work in tandem, you know, <laughs> climb, climb Bob or Biff or whatever his name was, Mug, and uh, you know, get up on his shoulders and and just body slam you down to the ground. I, yeah, and hopefully they don't hook a finger on your shoelace and kind of pull you down by that. And, you know, th- there's just so many ways it could go bad. Yeah, well, it didn't because they did escape. Right. I did like how traumatized Judy and Roger were at the end of the movie. Uh, They did look pretty rough, as they should after having a night like that. Mm. You're definitely going to have some kind of PTSD, I would assume. Even Roger, who didn't really see a whole bunch per se, but he saw enough. Uh, I I like how they had them walking down the street and they were just all just worked. Yeah, they were all haggard, not even speaking. Yeah, <laughs> which is appreciated because I would imagine that after going through something like that, I'm I'm not going to be in the mood for anything. So I did like that they had her as the uh, Alice in Wonderland type looking thing. That was kind of cool. So yeah, and she she looked very wholesome. Out of all of the group of friends there, she was like the the virginal one. Right. I mean, if you take it at face value of being an '80s movie, I they it did its job. You know, it's it's going to have some kind of horror. It's going to have the gratuitous sex stuff. It's going to have the nudity. It's going to have you know some good '80s graphic stuff with you know pyrotechnics usually some some grossness but i don't know i i just it didn't it didn't do it for me on the level that it did as a kid right and that's the same thing like after you told me about that i was like okay i want to see if this this actually does it for me the same way it hit me when i was younger and i was afraid yeah um and the makeup effects, like everything like that was on point, but it just did not hit me the same way. And I, I believe that has to do with like getting older and kind of being jaded to everything. Yeah. And I hate that. But <laughs> I hate to be like that. I just, I don't know. I, I just wanted it to be like, I guess, you, you know, you watch a, a Friday the 13th past past part one when you do like part two part three even um, nightmare on elm street you you know what you're going to get you're going to get a little bit of character development you're usually going to get an early scare type thing with either how freddy's coming back or about how he's messing with somebody you're going to find out what's going on with everybody somebody going to die and then it's going to get real everybody's going to die for the most part minus one person who's going to fight him and put him back to whatever state it's going to be that he's going to be. That's kind of how those go. You know, Friday the 13th, same thing. They're going to show up at the lake or wherever they're going to be. You've got, like I said, you've got kind of the the slutty girls, the study guys, somebody's virtuous. Some guys kind of nerdy usually has glasses, (laughs) you know, which automatically as soon as you had glasses nerd um, in the eighties. And, and you know what it's going to happen. There's going to be some pretty graphic kills. They're going to run forever, even though he's going to walk after them and kill them in some way. And then you're going to discover all the bodies all brewed up and everything like that. Then they'll defeat him, and it's better, but he still comes back some way, but it's defeated. You know, this, it just, it was, you know, 55 minutes of, of just kind of flashing from one scene to another with nothing really going on. Then 20 minutes of some pretty good kill stuff. 
and that's about it. And, and then the, the ending kind of fizzled out too, where you know, the morning sun came and turned him into smoke or whatever, and you saw the demon head. Um, but it was like, I thought there was a lot more lore into it. And, you know, the guys telling stories about the, uh, the natives of the land, how they wouldn't touch that certain, like across that part of the river. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. They're building some kind of lore here, but they didn't go any farther than that. Mm -mm. Nope. It's just what the, the furnace or whatever, they show that and it's ominous and making noises and growling and that's, that's about it. And then they'd flash back to them and they're talking and then they flash to somebody else. And then, but it's not really a, a cohesive story. Um, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's kind of like it was thrown together really quickly. Um, the script and the character development, if they're, if you can even call it character development, because like the same thing with the girl who's supposed to be the witch. Mm -hmm. Um, she just strikes me as like some kind of teenage goth, right? Who uh, who who's supposed to like know the very basic stuff, but doesn't know a whole lot about witchcraft and the like. And so, oh, if you do this in front of a mirror, blah blah blah. It just uh, everything seems thrown together. And yeah. I guess when you're a kid, you kind of take things at face value more, or at least I did. And so I was like scared to death by it. But when I'm looking at it now, it's like, oh man, this, this isn't the same movie that I remember. Mm -mm. No. And I darn sure don't remember sitting for that long before something happened. <laughs> I must, I must've oh, been yeah. eating because <laughs> I don't remember that, that long of nothing happening. So I, you know, maybe I was eating, getting snacks. Man, that's that's fair. That sounds Dude, like me. I was hiding, ready to cover my eyes because I knew that any moment, like a demon could pop out. And like, ah, stop looking at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then push things into their nipples. <laughs> I can't trust any women after this movie. <laughs> what are you keeping in there? <laughs> um, it's a secret stash. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, I did like the full circle of the old man with the apples and the razor blades. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to ask you about that. Like, is that a, a story on top of a story? Like, uh, you know, because a little bit in the beginning and then at the very end, it had absolutely nothing to do with the movie. No, no. Like, oh, it's Halloween. <laughs> going to tell a story like half of the story at the beginning and then the rest of the story at the end of the movie yeah uh, apparently he's the old man who hands apples out with razor blades because he just hates children mm. so yeah so i guess the wife decides she's gonna feed him an apple pie with the apples that he gave out and he ate it. I don't know how you don't realize when you're chewing a razor blade, but yeah, it's not like you swallow a bunch of razor blades. <laughs> and you're you're fucking hoovering that in, and right? Not even realizing that you're having razor blades, and all of a sudden they just kind of pop out your neck, right? And that's what happened. He's just all of a sudden gets shocked face, and his neck just starts bleeding out. Like I was like, wait, what's going on? And then, of course, that gave me traumatic flashbacks of um, Creepshow, and I thought roaches were going to start coming out of his neck. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Please, God, no, not roaches. Um, no, just razor plates. Okay, that's fine. And then she's just like, mm, happy Halloween, dear, or something like that. And I'm like, movie, you yeah. really just let me down. You I really <laughs> let me down. <laughs> have to be the cheesiest. I mean, I love it still, but it is definitely 100% cheese, man. Yes. I just, I wondered if when they were editing out their script or the story, if they also took out a lot of other meat and potatoes that they wanted to do at the, at the beginning. Oh, we're going to have this happen. And they were like, no. Okay, well, I guess we'll just leave this scene. Okay. Oh, we're going to have this happen. This happen. No. But you can just leave this part of that scene and be like, okay. So they edited out, you know, a minute or two minutes of everything they were going to have, which just left 55 minutes of nothing. 
And I'm like, well, maybe that's what happened because I don't know. It just seems like it should have been reversed, like 20 minutes of the whole buildup thing or and then, you know, whatever. I would have even done instead of them getting to the house and all of that, maybe they, you know, they pick each other up. Well, they do. They had the mooning thing, didn't they? Never mind. That did happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. See, I'm blocking it already. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I would have liked more. More, I guess. Right. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> it, it was definitely lacking cohesion. And for a person with like ADHD, you're going to have a hard time. Well, an even harder time figuring it out, like what's going on. Yeah. And maybe that's a good thing because you can actually fast forward the movie to about, um, yeah, 50, where was it? 52 minutes. Yeah. And, and you get the boobs and the painting and, and weird stuff happening. Yeah. Um, so, like, you get all the meat and potatoes of the film and then no filler. <laughs> I want I want meat and potatoes. I don't want your celery, okay? Don't give me the yeah. celery. Um it may I always think back to like um I don't know if you uh with Christine, the movie Christine is Stephen King Christine with the car. Yeah. Like he wow, gets the car seen. and he's a complete like kind of like just side character nerd guy. And then he shows up at the football game. He's got the car, which is cool, but he's also already got the girl for the most part. And the friend who's playing football it seems oblivious to all of this. And I was kind of like, they could have had some of this story in between. I mean, he didn't just night and day this thing. Or did he? I don't know. I didn't read the book, of course, because I don't read books. So, um, it, I don't read books. I don't read your books. I watch your movies. So, <laughs> um, But... Yeah, so you're saying basically uh, they didn't even show how he transitioned from a nerdy guy with nobody to, to ha getting a girlfriend. Right, the it girl that he had like pined after. And it wasn't if he was just like, well, now he's got the car and he's got the guts to go. And ask. like she literally, I believe, was with him at the car like already. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So... We're just going to just assume that, that that was left on the cutting room floor. Maybe. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't read the book, so I can't tell. I'll have to ask my wife about it. I'm sure she read it. So. <laughs> um, I've read a lot of Stephen King books, but not that one. Hmm. So I think, you know, one of his, not to go too off topic, he has a really good knack for writing up until the ends of things. And then the endings seem to fall apart. Um, but Christine, not Christine, um, Carrie has good character development in it, in my opinion. That's a story that really shows like, you know, the attempt of redemption of the popular girl that kind of was in on it and how the other one was just really a POS. And the, the guy was just, and Carrie and her mom and the, the teacher and all of that, like, you really felt these characters for the most part and it didn't oh, yeah. take two hours or 55 minutes for them to do that, you know? Um, and really a lot of the action of that movie, you know, with her going and getting the pig's blood and all that kind of stuff. I think that's like the last 15 minutes of the movie. It's not even the whole movie. The, the Most of the movie was, uh, you know, her getting picked on a lot of the character development, like a, when she had her period and she started freaking out. Right. That's the very beginning. That's like the first two minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, wow, this uh, this girl was really sheltered. You know, her mom, uh, her mom basically mentally abused her. Right. And so it, it just showed like and, and how fucked up kids were in that, you know, well, they're still fucked up. What am I saying? True. But, you know, they were messed up in the 80s, man. They made fun of you for everything. And. Like if you were the, the outsider, then you were pretty much screwed. Yep. And so that movie kind of portrayed that where 
uh, she felt like she was worthless. And then all of a sudden she realizes she has this incredible power. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, that's a whole lot of character development. And I'm sure the movie was only an hour and a half. Yeah, I think so. But it's, it's well done. I mean, I really, and Carrie Fisher almost, she and Carrie Fisher almost reversed roles. Carrie Fisher was going to be in Carrie and she, Sissy Spacek was going to be in Star Wars. I don't know if you know that. No, I never knew that. Yep. And it had to do with the opening scene with the fact with like, I guess the nudity portion of it and all that kind of stuff. Carrie Fisher didn't want to do that. Okay. That was almost reversed. Isn't that creepy? That's so weird. <laughs> I just, I couldn't imagine Sissy Spacek as Princess Leia. But I guess oh. you can always say that about about movies, you know, somebody else is going to do it and you're like, oh, I couldn't imagine that person. But um, yeah, it's an hour and 38 minutes long, 1976. Okay. Yeah, and probably eight minutes of that are the credits rolling. So, Right. Yeah, it's just hour 30 of, um, well, probably 55 minutes of character development and then the rest is uh, Carrie killing people. Right. Right, but it made enough of an impact to where people I mean, that's like a horror movie. You know, that's shown during Halloween. That's something that people are like, oh, yeah, man, Carrie, that's a really freaky movie. Yeah, pig's blood, you know? <laughs> okay. So the real freaky part about it is her mother. And I don't know if you saw the remake of it with Julianne oh, Moore. Yep. I saw that. Fantastic movie. Actually, I was really impressed. I was like, when I first saw that had come out, I was like, eh, I, I don't really do remake things like this and all that kind of stuff. I thought they did a bang up job for it. And Juliana Moore is just, she plays that religious mom part to a T. I'm like, man, you are scary. Yeah. And then uh, the, the chick from Kick-Ass, right? She was, uh, she was Carrie. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember her name now. Uh, I don't remember, but I know that it is. It was the girl who played, um, I can't remember her name either, but yeah, that little girl who played the, the superhero in Kick-Ass, where her father was Nicolas Cage. Is that why I know her from? Chloe Grace Moritz? Yes, that's who it is. Thank you. Yeah. Um, don't bring up Kick-Ass to me. <laughs> I okay. really did we not like that movie. Off I know. But that movie, oh man, what an, when he's dying and burning to death and screaming, whatever, I can't even understand what he's saying. And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, this is bad. And eh, whatever, we'll go. Well, I digress. I digress. Um, some, some trivia. Um, about this movie, one I did already bring up about the uh, how they wanted to cast, um, like interracial couples, and as well as a totally like obvious gay couple, male couple, and they were just like, no, we're not doing that. So that's a little bit of trivia with that. Um. Let's see. I did find something about uh, the question we had earlier. What's that? So, Linnea Quigley, the girl who played Suzanne, and special effects artist Steve Johnson met when she came in to get the mold for her fake breast done, and they were later married. Okay. So, uh, uh, the lipstick part, completely fake, but the boobs were real. Oh. Or as real as they can be, you know, in the 80s. <laughs> right right um this is important because it was such a fantastic dance amelia kincaid choreographed her own dance routine because <laughs> you that know was great and the <laughs> oh man the stigmata martyr by the bajas perfect song for like twisted halloween hijinks i i mean it was absolutely great yeah i guess i guess i loved it I just didn't quite understand why. I just, I just, <laughs> what, 
what's going on? I guess is my question. Like, what what does this have to do with anything going on in this movie at this moment that this is happening? I guess Who- she was possessed, and, and the demon really liked Bahamas. Yeah, I mean, there is that. So, I mean, you know, to each his own. That's like, um, if you've ever seen uh, Before and After with, uh, oh, God, what's that kid from Terminator 2's name? Uh, I can't think of it. But anyway, in the in the middle of the movie, I always, I always love that I have just the crappiest off off topic things. Um, it's a nine. It's a ninety six movie. It's got Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep and Edward Fur- Furlong, and basically he has an accident where he kills his girlfriend. But instead of just going to the cops and saying what happens, Liam Neeson tries and covers it up. And in the midst of all this really crappy hour and 48 long movie, there's a sex scene between Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep. What the hell is the name of that movie? I've never seen that. Before and after is what it's called. <laughs> and it's yeah, so it's so crap. And it was such a bad it was such a bad movie in the first place. A bad movie. And has just it's a drama crime movie. And it's just bad and then in the midst of all of it they're like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have a sex scene in 1996 with Liam Neeson and Meryl Streep no no thank you because sex scenes make everything better I wouldn't I would would really 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 much rather watch old girl dance around (laughs) to her own choreographed dance then ever watch that again and uh, poke my eyes out. Angela. Angela can dance around all she wants. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. What you got? Excuse me. Uh, so, the girl who played Suzanne, Linnea, I hope I'm saying it right, Linnea Quigley, she gained notoriety for her portrayal of trash in The Return of the Living Dead and was asked to come in for an audition by the filmmakers who were fans of that movie. She rejected it initially, believing that she was too old to convincingly portray a teenager, until her agent insisted that she go in, and after a couple of more requests, she did the audition. To her surprise, they cast her right on the spot. Nice. Nice. A lot of trivia for this girl here. Yeah, and we all know the trash scene from Night of the Living Dead. You are familiar with which one that is, right? Oh, uh, she's the punk rock girl, right? Yes. The one okay. who tells the story that her her fear of death is that there's a whole bunch of old men <laughs> dragging her down naked and touching all over her body and, and she literally she gets, naked. gets naked and dances around. Which I'm like, I mean, okay. But is this your go-to at every party that you go to? I know. It's like, oh, wait. No, let me take the panties off. It's it's time to do another dance. Right. And then the acid rain comes and burns everybody's skin. So then she's just <laughs> naked. And, of course, they have, like, a ragtop vehicle. I'm like, this is this is no good. Um, and then she gets – that's why she dies. Then they drag her down into the mud in the middle of the of the cemetery. All the old men drag her down into the ground. I had no idea that was the same girl. She looks completely different in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a good piece of trivia there. And uh, we know that she pretty much got naked throughout her career then. Yeah, that's pretty much her thing. Yep. So good for her. You know, if you're going to be notarized for something, might as well be that. Um, When we first see Angela... In the convenience store, she's wearing cross earrings. Later in the movie, when she dances with Stooge, nice name, and she becomes possessed, her cross earrings are upside down, a popular sign of the devil. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, it's the devil. Uh, Oh, it's the devil. (laughs) Boy. I, Can I just talk about Stooge for a minute here? Please. If this movie, well, the character of Stooge, he would not be around in 2021. No. The way, like, that's the, the epitome of toxic masculinity right there. Yeah. He's like, shut up, bitch. 
get in the car. (laughs) Right. Like if this movie came out now, there would be none of that. Mm -mm. And I even still become amazed sometimes that these people are in, like they always throw all these like different breakfast club type person personas together as if they're just like casual friends to hang out the time. You know, I grew up in the 80s. I don't remember that so much. I like <laughs> it doesn't seem real, per se. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, I remember guys like Stooge in school, and they were relatively alone and angry. So, whatever. Yeah, they certainly didn't have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, in the 80s, you had the like heavy metal kids or the rock kids and then you had the greasers and that group of people did not combine together Mm -mm. you didn't have these popular kids you didn't have the uh dudes with the slick back hair who thought they were ralph macchio from the karate kid right um it was just it didn't happen It, it wasn't like that it's like the outcasts hung with the outcasts and everybody kind of had their own clique so yeah, that that also didn't make a lot of sense for no. this movie. You had several different groups of people kind of coming together. Right. Right. I mean, even Angela. Really? She hangs with these girls? Ah, if she does, they talk behind her back something fierce. Oh, because <laughs> they are catty. They are <laughs> Especially Suzanne. Like she's the, she's the bitchiest of the bitchiest right there. Right. 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 I'm really thrown off that that is, I mean, I guess I knew that she was trash as well, but I, that really just hit me when you said that. And I was like, uh, P.S. Your name is trash. <laughs> You're not, oh, that, that movie. I do love that movie too. That scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. That brains, that big oh, old I thing. I still love that movie. Oh, I, I had watched it last year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of this. It was cheesy, but I loved it. Oh, it's cheesy as hell, especially when they're like, send more police. Yeah. Send <laughs> more paramedics. Send more paramedics. <laughs> that was absolutely great. <laughs> so epic. And then they yeah, turned the lights on. They're asking that like shriveled up body why it likes brains. It's the pain. It hurts being dead. Yeah. Yeah, that. And that messed with me as I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds horrible. So nobody died nice in that movie. It was all a bunch of crap. And then I'm pretty sure they just dropped a bomb on the city at the very end, which was not cool. You know, yeah, that's I 80s scare. What happened at the end, man? Yeah, he's got. I just remember Carman. And he's like, brains. Yeah. He's coming up through the uh, the attic and he's like, I want your brains. And he pops it open just as they drop like a nuke on the town. To, to oh kill it off. I'm going to have to watch that movie again now. <sighs> because I don't remember the ending at all. I just remember yeah. like good parts. And part two is literally like the same main cast and same exact story. I don't know if you ever watched part two. Is part two when they're like driving down the road throwing brains out? Yes. The- okay. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And he convinces the girl from Weird Science is in it. And he convinces is he, that's his girlfriend. And he convinces her to let him just, you know, try some brains. And she's like, okay. And he starts eating on her. And that was right there where I was like, your acting career is over, Debbie. You've got, <laughs> you've got this movie. You've got Weird Science, which was, well, you know, okay. You could have gone somewhere from that. And you got Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Other than that, you're done. We definitely so. have to cover killer clowns from outer space. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, apparently, one proposed alternate title for the film uh, was Demon Boogie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie. That, that probably would have. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. What were they called? Demon Boogie Electric uh, Boogaloo 2. Night of the Demons 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that would have been appropriate. That would have been good. Um, and it was originally titled Halloween Party. So all of these are all just crap. That would have been really stupid to call it Halloween Party. Right. And I guess I was right when it, it this movie was shot in four weeks. Yeah. So a 
apparently they put a rush job on this and maybe that's why the story is kind of eh. yeah yeah and then this i like that right now there's an earlier draft of the script had a priest blessing the audience at the start of the movie why <laughs> bless you for the next 52 minutes your life's not going to be good it's the just power of christ compels you to not watch this film <laughs> it's Oh, well, I, I think on with Demon Boogie or Halloween Party, how I guess movies that just have a type like Chopping Mall. Don't know if you ever saw Chopping Mall, but there's literally like a bag of a whole bunch of body parts. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's going to be like a slasher movie. No, nah, kids that get caught in a, ro- in a mall at the end when there's these killer robots that protect the mall. Because, you know, you got to protect the mall. Yeah. You, for those fucking mall rats. Right. Right, so they set up uh, robots that look like number five, and they just like laser beam all these kids. And I'm like, "Come on, come on, <laughs> shopping mall! This has nothing to do with shopping." I'm so pissed. Oh man, stupid robots! Anyway, actually, Night of the Demons Halloween Party or Halloween Party. And then, like, have like a subtitle underneath so, with something to do with demons. I think that might have been more appropriate because it, it is a Halloween mo- movie that takes place on Halloween. So I don't mm. know. That might have been a little better. I, I guess. I, I just make it the title. Don't watch. Don't <laughs> don't watch if you're an adult. You're not going to enjoy. Oh, okay. Well, just, Fast forward to the parts where there's nudity and killings and, you know, forget all of that filler that takes up about 45 minutes in the beginning of the film because nothing is really being said and they're not developing any characters. It's just people, I don't know, talking for no reason. Yeah. This, uh, this will be the last one I get. Now, this gets me. You've already said... Four weeks, right? That's how long they took? Mm-hmm. Kathy Podwell said that the cast grew very close because they were always together. That's because they were all too afraid to be in their dressing rooms in Hull House or any other parts of the location alone because the building was just too creepy. So they hung out together outside between scenes. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Did it, was it an actual haunted location or something? I know that there is something about Hull House. I know I thought that Hull House exists. Um, I so I guess Hull House does exist. Uh, founded in 1889 by Jane Adams, was one of the first settlement houses in the United States. Um, and initial program included providing recreational facilities for slum children fighting for child labor laws and helping immigrants become us citizens. So I, I guess it's haunted by slum children and PS don't call me a slum child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I guess maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's why like the, the natives refused to cross the river in, into that, part of the land because it was sour like oh. it's the king's pet cemetery uh sour the land is sour <laughs> devon sour okay he's there too no oh yeah. hey this goes along right with it so we we're talking about the lipsticks scene Mm-hmm. Um, Linnea had been nude modeling long before she'd been in the movie so she was completely comfortable doing the scene she read the script, saw what they were going to do, and sent it over to Steve Johnson, who made a cast of her breasts. The rest is history. So, fake boobs only for the lipstick scene. Everything else is real. All right, I'm I'm good then. Good. <laughs> that that's really all I want. Yeah. Just uh, wow. Now I've got to look this lady up now, man. See, she'd been doing nude modeling way before she'd been in movies. So she was probably like a Playboy playmate or something. Yeah. Well, that that's a positive. So, so good. Good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, we, we got all you perverts covered just uh, just for that. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. 
it's like the dream sequence in Night of the Comet with the with the girl, just so what's her name would be in underwear. I was like, well, this movie's not really going. You oh, let's have a dream sequence, so that way she'll be in. All right, cool. Well, we we got it. We go. We're good. <laughs> we need to keep the audience hooked. So every now and then, just throw in a little, you know, boob shot, maybe full frontal, and then go back to the story. Yeah. Yes, that's what it takes. <laughs> nice. Anyway, all right. Oh my I god! I guess that uh, that was Night of the Demons. Yes, good, good times, bad times. We'll take it. It's eighties. What are you gonna do? I mean, it's no Mac and Me, but <laughs> Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> it's no Close Encounters of the Third Kind or ET the Extraterrestrial, <laughs> but you know, we'll take it. All right. Uh, uh, is it Mac and me about the <laughs> the aliens who drink Pepsi? Yes. Is, is that the one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's, <laughs> it's the one that was literally produced by McDonald's. There's a whole scene with McDonald's. And that is by far one of my favorite movies of all time. It's It's so bad. It's so bad. But it's so good. So. I just remember those creatures liking Pepsi, and I was like, I feel like I want a Pepsi now. Yeah, and being nude all the time. <laughs> There's that until the end when they put clothes on, and you're like, wait a minute. So, so they were just exhibitionists. So, <laughs> don't let me stop you, Mac. Um, anyway. Sure. <laughs> Mm. All right, fiends. I hope that you've enjoyed the show tonight. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for joining us for our first Halloween special. Late or not, it'll be here yeah, for years to come. Yeah. Um, we'll be on point next year. Yeah, exactly. Everybody be like, next year, be like, oh, the Halloween special from last year. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do hope that everyone had or has a fun, safe Halloween. Um, I know that you've got some information for contacting us. Uh, yeah. So you can hit us up at, hold on. You, you might have to edit this out. I have to, that's look fine. Up the actual thing because I forget email addresses. Apparently. Yeah. I threw that right at you like that. Sorry. Okay. So it's, uh, you can contact us at mmccpod at gmail.com. That's all one, like all bunch of letters together. So, you know, it's not too confusing. Um, and hit us up on Facebook. Like, like the page, follow. Do they, do they follow on Facebook or is it just like a like? Um, you can follow. As oh, far okay. as I know, you can follow now. You hit the little follow button, I think. All right. Yeah. So, like, leave some comments, leave some reviews, give us that five star love, baby. Yeah, that's always fun. I really yeah. appreciate that. Or it or helps us move up in the rankings too. Like you'd be surprised. Yeah. Give us some five stars and leave like shade. You know? <laughs> I in the eighties I enjoyed the gratuitous nakedness, even if it was fake. So don't don't poop on my on my childhood. Okay, cool. You know, I get you. Yeah. You know? We'll we'll review purple rain. Whatever. I got you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love purple. <laughs> I don't think that fits in the genre. But. No, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> but if you want to hear that, you're going to have to go listen to um, Yesteryear. Yeah. We haven't done that one yet, but yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> what a, I'll just talk about it myself. I'll leave that just, it'll be a show where you, you're the only host of that and you're talking about Purple Rain for an hour. Yeah. Which I could do. I actually really like that movie. So... <laughs> Prince was my idol. I yeah. mean, everybody else was going around talking about Michael Jackson, but for me, it was all about Prince, When Doves Cry, Purple Rain. I mean, that was my thing. Truth. 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 Amen. Mm-hmm. I wanted a purple jacket and a purple motorcycle. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And big hair. Yes, lots so I- of hair. <laughs> Anyway, all right. For Mr. Bobby Blades and myself, Crypt Keeper James, good night. Stay spooky, my friends.